Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's another episode of the book review. Myself and James here, and today we're going to be going over men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Yep. So, for starters, how have you found the book? Um, I I enjoyed it. Like, it's not something that I would normally read, but I've I'd, I'd heard of it. I'd heard of that phrase. I mean, it's a it's a popular phrase, sort of anyway, isn't it? It's like a quite an old phrase. Mm. Yeah, and I'd heard of the book for a long time, and just finally, yeah, got round to reading it and. I think it does have some some good points um, that you can still take from it. it. It's it could be slightly dated, maybe, but it's it's still worth a read if you're curious about that kind of aspect of your life, I suppose, or yeah. the difference in the sexes. I, I enjoyed it. It's not typically something that I would read either. It's just something that I had heard about, mm-hmm. and a lot of older people recommended it to me, like okay. people, because it's quite an old book. I think it came out. Like, Early 90s, I yeah. think, 1990. People would say, oh, yeah, if you're struggling to understand how the opposite sex is, then yeah. give it a read. I've probably read it about three times, and I've had it. Okay. I've had the book for a long time. You would expect somebody who's read it three times to be like a master at it or something. But, yeah, I'm not that good at the techniques that the book is trying to tell me to do. And it's very difficult. And I, but I do see myself doing a lot of the things that they say cause yeah. troubles in a relationship. From the introduction as well, the, the main premise or idea is that it's um, to help men and women understand that we are innately different, mm. fundamentally different in mindset mm. and our outlook and our emotions. And it's pretty much, it's like, it's trying to help people be happier in, I suppose, their relationships, mm. maybe, you know, already, already existing relationships, new relationships, future relationships, mm. um, you know, if you're single i suppose maybe it can help you yeah and it's just a series of of just ideas and premises that describe how we do differ with this kind of innate concept of men being from mars yeah martians and women being venusians or whatever however you would say it you know so also one thing that i noticed about the format of the book as well is it starts off leaning in women's favor i think Mm -hmm. so it's like the first bit of it felt very difficult to read because it was like it felt as though the author was saying men are making all of these mistakes and we just need to be better we need to be more caring or something or Mm. and and it just felt like quite heavy on on that sort of sentiment and then when I got past that bit so I'd say maybe the first quarter of the book is heavily like in that type of way and then about a quarter in then it starts getting to more like the opposite of that, where it's balance. Yeah, so it yeah. balances it out a bit. So in the beginning, it was quite a like a difficult read well, for it, me, anyway. Yeah, but well, it may be that you know some of these things you may have seen them in yourself, and maybe there's a little bit of mm. uh, so much ego, but a bit of truth that you may have to sort yeah. of accept that. You know, I, I think sometimes men are a bit more kind of. You do need your your space. Mm at times and there's there's there are differences in how we react to things i don't think it's a, it's a bad thing it's just part of our mm. nature but it is something that you have to come to terms with mm. i think when you see it like this that you would okay yeah fair enough i recognize that maybe i could try and do something differently yeah next time or be more kind of understanding or mm. um accepting and, and kind of maybe caring mm. which is not always easy because we, uh, we don't see things the way you know the different sexes don't see things in the same way like our yeah. prism in which we look through or the, or the lens which we look through is different it's colored differently it's 
it's a different prescription or whatever it is, <laughs> but it can be yeah. quite contrasting at times. Yeah. I think today we're going to do it a little bit differently to how we've done the other book reviews. Okay. So I will read the list of chapters yeah. at the beginning, but instead of going through it all chronological order, I think I'm just going to say a few ideas and mm-hmm. a few things, concepts from the book, and then we can maybe discuss those. Yeah. And then if you've got similar stuff written down or other parts of it that yeah. were meaningful to you, because the reason why is because, as I said, it's um, I've only read the book three times and the other two times were like years ago. So mm-hmm. I've just refreshed my mind on it now. And to go through it in chronological order, I think, would be quite a task. It would be hard to break down each chapter because yeah. it's how fresh the yeah. it's in my mind. But well, the ideas that's are... That's twice more than me, Ash. I think you'll be... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's just so long ago when I did read it yeah. before. So I only just got through it again for this episode. Yeah. So um, I'd be able to add more value by okay. discussing the ideas yeah. rather than the chronological order. But to start with, I will mm-hmm. just read out the, the chapters. Yeah for um, some sort of context. So chapter one is men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Mm -hmm. Chapter two is Mr. Fix-It and the Home Improvement Committee. Chapter three is men go to their caves and women talk. Chapter four is how to motivate the opposite sex. Chapter five is speaking different languages. Chapter six is men are like rubber bands. Chapter seven is women are like waves. Chapter 8 is discovering our different emotional needs. Chapter 9 is how to avoid painful arguments. Chapter 10 is scoring points with the opposite sex. Chapter 11 is how to communicate difficult feelings. Chapter 12 is how to ask for support and get it. And chapter 13 is keeping the magic of love alive. Okay. The context of the book, yeah, one of the um, principles of the book is that there's a masculine way of doing things and there's a feminine way of doing things. It says Mm -hmm. somewhere in there that just because you're a woman, it doesn't mean that you're not going to identify with some of the things on the man's side or just because you're a man, it doesn't mean you're not going to identify with some of the things on the woman's side. It's just these things are typically masculine and these things are typically feminine. And the main concept is just that there's different ways of processing information or different ways of seeing things. Yeah. Is there anything that stands out to you in those chapters? Yeah, I mean, I do agree with the overall principle. There's some ways in which it is maybe simplified too much and it's it's a bit too scripted in the book as in he will give a, a load of scenarios which are kind of like person eight that the man says this and the woman will say that. And it's mm. like, you understand that life is, is, is not like that. And it's sort of like black and white yeah. kind of fashion, maybe because my relationship isn't like that personally, you know, it's sort of, a, it's a lot more 50, 50 in, in, mm. you know, trying to meet in the middle or, you know, pick up the slack where I suppose like a good relationship mm. should be. You can get some good pointers from this book. And there are things that I, that I would say are, are true definitely within the way that men tend to like it said men retreat into their caves mm. which even the sort of imagery is kind of primitive prehistoric yeah. you know it's in our innate nature our dna to withdraw which i think you do need to as a man because you may tend to need space and time to kind of think reassess come up with solutions which is what the book also gets on about is that men like to find solutions to problems and solve yeah. problems and can feel offended when they're sort of bypassed Mm -hmm. to do this or they kind of have things, you know, be given answers that they've not had time to figure out themselves, which I think maybe, I suppose we can do. I mean, I try not to be like that 
myself, I'd rather just get a problem solved as quick as possible rather than yeah. feel like I've got to let me solve this and the whole house is, mm. house is on fire. But you're not an electrician. I don't care. <laughs> damn it. You know, everything's burning down. <laughs> but like, but definitely the ways in which women do tend to like to talk more and talk things through, mm. but it kind of get what the book kind of says is men will retreat and if they can't figure their problem out, we'll get stuck mm. in that rut, in that kind of down period. And women will... This is what it says. This is not my quote, but they'll talk it in a circle mm. without a, maybe a solution coming up. And either way is not good until the two kind of, which I think is maybe a good um, concept of coming together, especially in, in a relationship mm. like that yin and yang quality, that kind of opposites and that kind of um, both bringing different energies and solutions to to the situation, to the table. You know, I think that's yeah. that's what a lot of it gets to. Yeah. Um, and it keeps coming around to those points over and over. I found more enjoyable the times when he gave stories of people that had gone to a seminar or gone to counselling because mm. I think he was a, he was a counsellor, wasn't he, or psychiatrist yeah. or something. And this, the way in which that they started to view things differently mm. because of his advice, you know, they saw positive results in their relationships, mm. and you know, it could be something simple like someone not listening. When and it is a little bit stereotypical about the man sitting there on the on the like you were saying sitting there on a the couch and the woman's talking to him he's just flicking through the channels and mm. I mean how long would you get away with that for really <laughs> how long yeah. would you want to do that for mm. sit there vegetating while someone's just like da, 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 da. Mm. it was a bit you know stereotypical but um, I'm sure plenty of people live like <laughs> yeah. live like that probably especially the older generations maybe yeah but no I, I thought it was. Uh, it's got its worth. It has its value. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think I would read it more than once like you have. Mm. But I think it's still something that you should. It should be on your list of just mm. of reads, just to you know, just to get an idea from it. Most of the books I've read, I've read them multiple times, and I think that's more to do with my ability to retain information. I need to just reread it just so I mm -hmm. remember what was even in it sort of thing. Yeah. It's like you're drilling the, the knowledge. Yeah. Like, uh, like but there's some books that it's like I've read once and I just never want to read it again. And that's because they were, I didn't get value from them yeah. or I'm, the value I got from them are minimal. Even if it's just something like, I know that that is a way of thinking mm -hmm. and I don't like that way of thinking, something like that. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't go towards fiction really that often. I I read I've read some fiction and yeah. and it's good. Um, but but for example, um, a book that I can think of that I read once and never want to read again was a book. It was like a business book, but it was written by some woman who was very like she seemed to have a chip on her shoulder about men, and it was just like the whole book was just telling me how I'm just I'm like oppressing her or somehow. Idiot. And I just, I'm but I bought her book and I'm reading it and she's <laughs> and the more, whole time more, through more for you. Yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, that made me never want to read the book again but the value i'd say i got from that book was that i understand that there's a certain percentage of people who see things like that mm -hmm. and this person's a successful business owner and that's how she sees things so well, it's just obviously people want to hear things like that as well because they must yeah, be like, well, people have bought it yeah <laughs> you made the mistake yeah i didn't like from the cover of it yeah and for, and the reason why I read it is someone recommended it to me. Mm -hmm. So, um, but the from the cover of it and from the recommendation, I didn't get that vibe at all. It was only once I was in. Yeah. And then I've got this thing where if I start reading, I just I have to finish it. Because mm -hmm. I, I, I I just I don't know why I just I, yeah it will bug you if you yeah don't. yeah yeah. So um, this one 
I felt like I got more value than the book where I just read it once and never wanted to read it again. Mm -hmm. But maybe some of it's a bit dated. Maybe it's, um, I don't know. Some of it was a difficult read, but it is what it is. And as I say, um, there is still some value from it. So I'm going to go through a few ideas. And um, if you also want to put forward some ideas that you've got for yeah, the book as well, then we'll discuss those as well. I'll just get up my notes. Let's see. Okay, so there's an origin story somewhere in the beginning where mm -hmm. they're basically saying that there was a planet full of men called Mars and there was a planet full of women called Venus. The men had a certain way of conducting themselves. Same with the women. But one day... Both of these planets just became very depressed and they felt like they needed to do something. Yeah. The men, because they were always building stuff and because they care about things, they had built telescopes and they saw this other planet called Venus. Yeah. They immediately started building spaceships because that's what men do in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the women, because they're so intuitive, they knew that the men were going to come anyway. And somehow this union happened. They got together yeah. and then <clears throat> they went to Earth. Somehow when they got to Earth, they all had amnesia. And forgot that they were from different places. Yeah. And spoke different languages. Yeah. What do you think about that concept? It felt to me like, is it some kind of more ancient concept about, you know, because the way it starts off being about mm. the planets and I don't know, is that the Roman reference to the planets Mars and Venus? Probably. I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it's not the Greek. I think that's the Roman. I'm not sure. Um, so I thought maybe this is some sort of ancient concept mm. and it, it for me, it's a bit of a struggle to understand. I think maybe if I look at it at the scientific biological point of view, a single sex species here and a yeah. single sp sex species there, mm. how they've come to populate this planet anyway, yeah. I don't quite know. But mm. say if you do look past that part, it's just, it is basically breaking down what, what the author considers mm. men and women's different, unique attributes. And mm. the fact that because we are so different, sometimes it's basically that we've forgotten our differences. Yeah. And these differences were no doubt a lot more profound back in the day through our origins. Mm. So whenever, however we developed, evolved when, you know, our roles were completely different, mm. not like today where technology and, and science has maybe brought us to a bit more, slightly more on par, definitely in terms of sort of academic achievement, yeah. but physicality is still very different mm. through most of the population. But yeah, it's a it's a story. I yeah. mean, it's like it's 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 a little bit weird. Mm. Um, but the, the concept I can see some some value in. You know, the, the the way that you should maybe if you are having trouble in your relationship or whether it's because in the book it mentions many relationships that are twenty year marriages with mm. grown kids, uh, thirty year marriages with grown kids, and people not and they just go to these seminars or read the book and become kind of more understanding of each other and then they kind of just try and facilitate that more, you know, the mm. differences in, in their beings or their origins mm. and it helps them to continue like a, a better a relationship. Yeah. The interesting part to me, like I, I don't think that there's any factual thing about the planets and as you say, the singles, like it's impossible to No, I hope populate. he doesn't believe it. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I don't think there's any fully. like, yeah, there's anything yeah. like that. But, the interesting part about it is that it's implied within the story that men act a certain way around men. Mm -hmm. and, oh, definitely, yeah. And yeah. act a different way around women. And women act a certain mm -hmm. way around women. And so that's interesting to me. I find myself being a certain type of way when I'm around men. Mm -hmm. And I can't be that way when I'm with my missus or when I'm 
just around any woman, even in the workplace or anything. <laughs> yeah, you get sacked probably for one. <laughs> yeah, but you just can't make the same jokes. You can't be as insensitive. No, I mean, we just... are fundamentally different. Mm. Um, and, you know, you cannot... Another, I mean, I could say whatever I wanted to to my wife. It mm. may not be her sense of humour to the same fella that I've known since I was five years old. And we've, mm. you know, we've got... You've got these inside jokes and you... But even if it's not rubbish inside, with each even other, if it's just, just fellas, if yeah. they just, I think you do need that time. Um, if not alone, you do need that time where you're going, like you might be going to the gym or, and for women as well, they probably need that time to mix with, um, other their women. friends. Mm. Yeah. Uh, whether or not men and women can truly be friends. It's interesting. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't know if it is true. Uh, because there's always going to be that kind of, I think that maybe that tension there. Yeah. Um, because, be honest, it's only the man just waiting for his chance. <laughs> yeah. That's just, you know, that's the truth of it. Mm. And other men know it as well when they, you know, they see this fella like on the periphery just, yeah, just lurking around, skulking around like the, you know, like the injured, <laughs> injured lion or something limping around at the, you know. Mm. So, um, yeah, I've got off track to to where I was now, but. Yeah, I think it's it, you do need your time to be. It maybe it's like your not so much your true self, but it's like a reset. Mm. It's like get out of your system. Ah, that's fine. You know, you can sort of yeah. relax a little bit more. Just because we, we 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 do our interests, like it says in it states in the book, are different. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, statistically speaking, on the on average, yeah, most of the, most people sit in this middle eighty percent. You've got the extremes of ten percent either side, uh, which Jordan Peterson talks about yeah, as well, yeah. which is men are interested in things and women are interested in people, people. and yeah. and it mostly is the case, you know, like women will tend to like know this old so and so said this or they're doing that and blah, and sometimes you, you your wife your partner may say to you and you just sort of like yeah that's fine it doesn't really that doesn't necessarily pique my interest, mm. you know what I mean, but if someone shows you. I don't know. You might be, they say to you, "I've got this this car, or I'm doing this, or I'm going shooting, or I'm mm. you know I'm I'm training here, or I'm doing this martial art." Or so it's, You're it's more, more interested. Yeah, we do mm. have our like innate um, and and pathways. also one of the problems with men and women being friends, yeah, or not even I don't know if it's a problem or if it just kind of is where it is. But when a man says something to another man, yeah. It might be taken as a joke. It might be taken as kind of like offhand comment or whatever, but it's kind of just almost, it's just brushed under. It's like, it's, it doesn't yeah, mean it's mostly anything. Joke, mostly joke, yeah. like 95, 99% of yeah. the time. And then it's just like, either way, it's not that significant. No. But sometimes if you say that exact same comment to your partner or just some girl, that's like... Hit differently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's sure. like now you're an arsehole. Or yeah. now you're yeah. like this, this person who... Like there's so much intention behind it. Even though it was just like an offhand comment. It was yeah. just like whatever. You just said it. I've been arrested in Tesco's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um so because of that, I feel like there's a certain filtering that goes on. Like your initial thought, you can't yeah. just say to or I can't just say my initial thought. Yeah. Because I Ooh. have to think about it and think how is she gonna take it. Mm -hmm. And I don't wanna be rude. I don't wanna like offend her. It's not worth saying it if it's just gonna have so much negative well, I mean, we do Potential. have social filters anyway, mm. regardless if it's men or women, than mm. you do with your friend group. Mm. And then probably even you're going to have levels to your friend group as well. You're going to have your 
Yeah, friends that you know you could pretty much talk about anything with, yeah. and no one's going to take offence. No one's going to. Then maybe you may have colleagues at work where some of the work politics may get in, and someone's a little bit of a rat, and they may be, <laughs> you know, oh, so, so I said that, you know, mm. little, little grass or something. Mm. But um, yeah, there, there definitely is. There's just difference. Mm. There's a difference in what I think. Mostly, what we what we find funny, mm. what we find interesting, um. And obviously, there there are outliers. There are people that, are, that break the, the norms. I think we all do it in some way. We all have our different separate interests that wouldn't mm. necessarily be across the board. But yeah, yeah it, it's right in what it says that it it may feel like we are literally from different planets. Different planets. Mm. It, it, I agree with it in in that sense. Yeah. So, what do you think about the concept of a man's cave? It's that innate primeval. What you would have done way back when is just walk off into the woods and skulk around maybe and dwell on what you know i'm gonna what should i do, I'll do this i'll do that you mm. know get, get your thoughts together i think that's what it is and i think there, there are times like if sometimes men if we don't have that female influence of someone you know like a partner or even a potential partner or a long-term partner we mm. we can become quite uh toxic cavemanish. <laughs> yeah cavemanish toxic probably overly bitter overly mm. masculine bitter maybe too aggressive mm. um, and it's not just to do with like a build-up of testosterone or some lack of sexual release or something like that mm. i think it is literally like no one's kind of there to counterbalance or mm. take the edge off and i think when it mentions about retreating into the cave it's sort of like resetting which we, we you need to do it um sometimes you have a busy week and you just need a bit of time yourself and i think everybody does both male and female but i think the book just talks about it in different ways yeah it does say if you dwell there too long you will get stuck mm. which i would say is most likely a kind of depression i would say maybe it's sort of veering on that like mm. a toxic depression kind of you see you do get some men like that you know they maybe get older they haven't got kids they've not really had a partner in a long time and they're quite you know overly aggressive mm. or see the world in a very negative kind of misanthropic nihilistic kind of way yeah which is obviously when you don't have anyone to help you come out of the cave yeah which is what can happen that's that's how i see it it's almost like if you are uncorrected for so long Mm. it's not just your partner that will correct you it's like society Society, will correct you like loads of things will get you on track but if you're allowed to just dwell and not get corrected then you just become a mess basically well yeah if you retreat and you're (laughs) solitary because the truth is if you act like that around men for too long Someone's gonna smack you in the mouth, like <laughs> yeah, not a straight away, but you're gonna eventually piss the wrong person off, mm. and they're gonna give you a clump, mm. and like you're, you know, that will adjust you on the hierarchy <laughs> yeah. again. You know what I mean? Remind yeah. you might go back in the cave again for a little while, but mm. th- there's ways in which you can do it, I suppose, with positivity or or negativity, mm. and become more bitter and like spiral. But you definitely need that. I agree with it. The the feeling of balance mm. and one taking the edge off the other. What the book says about it, I wrote down a little bit, a couple sentences that it says. It says, a man's cave is a natural way for men to process information. A woman might see it as him saying, I don't love you, I don't care, and I'll never be back. But if he gives up on his cave, then he becomes more irritable, overly sensitive, passive, or mean. So I think the context of that last bit is some men realize that when they take time to themselves, they upset their partner, mm. so they stop taking time to themselves. They just basically never process any of the information in yeah. a healthy way. 
So they become passive aggressive and they become quite sensitive. The littlest thing can really get to them because they yeah. got all this build up of loads of other crap. So the way it portrays it is almost like it's something that men need to process the information that they're receiving. Space. As well. Yeah. Yeah. They, I think I think we do. For, what, what is it for most men? It's gym, mm. usually. Yeah. If, if, if you train alone or maybe you train with a friend, whatever, uh, some kind of sport. Mm. Kind you know they often play some kind of sport or spectate some kind of sport, mm. um, you know. In this modern age, it's it's some maybe gaming, games, yeah. yeah. It's gaming or it could be anything, but usually it's something where there's a kind of escapism or something. Yeah, escapism, but a reward, mm. like a hunt chase reward kind mm. of dynamic to it. Yeah, and it is necessary. I train and stuff like that. I like I, I take my time to train yeah. and keep space. For yourself, it, it is. It's harder to do, obviously, when you, you marry and then you have mm. kids, yeah. Because you can't just every time you're pissed off walk out, <laughs> you know, yeah. because that's not that's not right either, you know. And it's never normally the argument you're having now. Mm. It's a, a accumulation of mm. if you've had a bad day, a bad week, and then that just gets too much, and probably you start looking for a reason to say, you know, oh, whatever, I'm, I'm, and you just. You want to storm off, which I think maybe is is quite a, a another innate kind of thing for men. They feel more comfortable, just because you imagine you just go storming off into the woods mm. thousands of years ago. It's not really something that a woman probably would do, no, because it's a much more dangerous place. Because there's probably other men out there yeah. storming around, pissed off, <laughs> you know. So maybe that's what that's the maybe that's the difference there. I don't mm. know, but makes sense. Um, I think yeah, it's necessary to do it in a positive fashion. Mm. And then if, like you're like saying, if you do neglect that mm. and you don't appreciate it, your partner doesn't respect it, and then you become something that's resentful, yeah, misshapen, not really of any use, which is would be particularly tragic with, with children involved as well, mm. especially if, other, if you have a son and you're a man and they can't sort of gauge what is, not mm. correct, but what is more healthy for yourself that would be my understanding of it but. and they also say that because it's a necessary part of the male experience they should do it in a healthy way by for example if things are getting a bit on top there is a lot of stuff that they're dealing with yeah. and then their missus really wants to talk to them about something and they're just not in the mood for it and they really need some space they should say Something along the lines of, I really want to listen to you, but right now there's a lot going on in my head and I need some time. Yeah. But I will be back mm-hmm. when we will discuss these things that you want to talk about. But I just yeah. need some time to process my thoughts. And if men are able to say something along them lines, yeah. when they're most feeling stressed out, it's much healthier for the relationship because then you've explained what you're doing. She doesn't think that you've like completely gone Neglected, off her. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you're able to get that necessary time to do whatever it is, maybe gaming, maybe um, going to the gym, yeah. whatever it is, without the pressure of knowing that she's mad at you for doing it. Yeah, it's right, and it and it touches on as well further on in the book about honest kind of communication, mm. which obviously mm. is is the best way to do things. It's not always that easy, and no. and that's the thing. I mean, I'm not books along these lines do have their value. You can't live your life by rules no. all the time. Again, a relationship isn't always about you. And if it has kids involved, it's definitely not about you 
primarily at that point. But it's no, it's true. We we do have to utilize it as men, utilize some space, some time to think. Because sometimes we probably are being selfish in a lot. We do tend to do it, I think, men. We do seem to not appreciate what we do have sometimes. And then when you do take a little breather, you're like, you know, maybe I'm, yeah, you know, just calm down a little bit. Don't be so kind of hot headed over. Mm everything and then oh no i realize why i'm pissed off is because this happened this is this is not a good way to conduct yourself i think i i, I never like to bring outside problems home i'm someone who never would like to bring home problems to work yeah and then take it out on people at work and then work problems to home and then take i don't see the point in that it's definitely better to address what you need to address at the time with the correct person yeah definitely similar to the man's cave concept there's a concept called the woman's well which, yeah. <laughs> which I think is basically the same thing. And what I've noticed about this book as well is every single thing that they speak about with a man, yeah. they speak about with a woman, but just in a slightly different way. Yeah. But ultimately, it's the same sort of principles. Well, it's, it's feeling low, isn't it? Mm. A lot of it comes down to being probably run down, worn out, depressed. Mm. Well, how I would feel is I can have my opinions, but not being a woman... Mm. You know, I can't fully, I'm never going to fully understand what, mm. how, how a woman feels or, you know. Yeah. But I think as, as people, we do tend to, yeah, his, his concept of men as well was about the K, was also about men are rubber bands. Yeah. Something about being stretched. Mm. I couldn't, I can't quite remember which way the concept went. Like, um, I think he said something along the lines of when men are in a relationship, mm. they like to, stretch out as far as they can yeah like a rubber band and then come back to their love i think it was intimacy cycle or something like that yeah, yeah. which is similar to the wave concept mm. of yeah. a woman but i think the wave concept is like a emotional cycle yeah so it's like the emotions might be very positive and then sometimes very negative yeah and it's just like a natural cycle it just balances itself out yeah and um with the with the rubber band thing, yeah, it's, it's near enough the same thing. The only difference is it's like about autonomy. It's about um, being like men just don't want to be controlled, or men just want to be want to feel like they're free or whatever. They've got a certain amount of freedom, yeah, yeah. So they will go right to the edge of that, yeah. and then when they when they're there for a certain amount of time, they inherently want to be back into the mm-hmm. into into the good graces of like family life whatever it is so it's like they just that separation then come back but they they don't they don't let the band break in it they still stay attached but just go right to the edge and come back yeah there's a certain <clears throat> degree of like immaturity to that as well yeah. like you know throwing your toys at the pram kind mm. of thing and i mean men we must have cycles i mean women do literally physically have a cycle the menstrual cycle which mm. is you know which every for some women is you know for their moods is greatly vary mm. um according to it <clears throat> but I, I i think men do as well to some yeah extent you know it must depend on maybe your testosterone levels or mm. you know if if i suppose if they're their partners m- more pent up and maybe aggressive if they're or pissed off when they're menstrual and stuff like that and the men get more pissed off mm. you know it's it's I f- yeah they do tend to have their but he speaks about the cave at one point and then the rubber band concept it can be a little bit. The rubber band concept was slightly confusing. Mm. Um, I, I sort of got the principle of it. And the woman, 
the, the concept of them being in the well, they've got they're gradually going down yeah, <coughs> in the well, the well, and then and it depends on how the how their partner treats them is how different in what time they can hit the bottom and then mm. come back up. Mm. So if they're not treated in the right way, the well becomes kind of deeper before yeah. they can hit the hit the bottom and then sort of mm. reemerge. So with the well thing, I think it was something like it's it's almost like um, the positive and negative. Yeah, they have to. They can be as if they're at the top amount of positiveness, they can only stay there for a certain amount of time yeah, before yeah. it just starts to wean off and then they get negative and then they get all the way. They need to get all the way to the bottom, like where they feel as low as possible. Yeah. And if, for example, during that time, their partner's being like not understanding about their, this, this cycle or whatever, then it just keeps getting worse because they just feel worse about mm-hmm. that as well. And yeah. it just makes them feel bad about themselves and all these sorts of stuff. But if the guy's like understanding and just understands that this is just like part of a cycle, then um, she just she bottoms out much quicker and yeah. then starts going back up. Similar to when she's at the top, she can't stay at the bottom for too long either before she starts enjoying. Yeah, and that's the what it says. Things. Yeah, the way that you treat her, the, it, it affects how she recovers from mm. that. And the I same mean, with the rubber <clears> band. band. Yeah, I mean, maybe it doesn't mention anything about balance, though, of trying to maybe not keep going to the extremes mm. before you maybe try and keep some kind of consistent yeah, level. Yeah, I, I don't know if it does. It, do, it doesn't mention I, it, I think it? he basically, he puts forward the premise that there is no, you just, it's always gonna it's going to be going up and down. Yeah, and it's inevitable. Yeah, and it's like that's this it's debatable whether that's a fact or not. It's just that's the concept that he puts forward. He just says mm. that. It, there's always going to be ups and downs like throughout and yeah the point is to treat the downs with as much understanding mm-hmm. and support as possible so that yeah. it doesn't stay there for too long yeah and with the rubber bands thing they say something about depending on how the woman treats the man while he's doing this rubber band routine yeah then <laughs> it depends how what happens so he says if you pull the rubber band as far as it can and then she goes forward towards him, then it loosens right. the slack. So he wants to go even further. So right. in practical terms, that'll be something like a man and woman start dating. They've been dating for a while. He starts to now try and get some distance. Maybe it's kind of consumed him a bit. He's been too much in this relationship and he feels like he just wants a bit of space. Maybe he wants to go hang out with his boys and give her a bit of distance. And if she now starts calling him loads of times and like really like, Quite yeah. being quite clingy in those moments, the then yeah, then he just pulls away even more. Uh-huh. Whereas if she allows him to do what he needs to do, hang out with his boys, whatever, then she can rest in the knowing that he is gonna come back, come back to her. Dependent on the fella, he's probably gonna get a bit of distance, visit yeah. someone else. Yeah, it depends get on the a few guy. Other rubber bands. <laughs> yeah, but if it's go. a good guy, yeah, he's still probably gonna want some time with his friends or some time yeah. with whatever it is, like we said, uh, the cave, the going to the gym, mm-hmm. whatever, he's going to need some sort of distance because they speak about men kind of losing themselves in relationships sometimes. Yeah, I think that that can definitely mm. happen. I mean, because you've... I think that the difficulty is that we are... We're an animal, ultimately. We're very, compared to everything else on the planet, very, you know, incredibly developed mm. compared to other species. But I think, like, our hardware is still very much... Um, it's taken so many what millions, hundreds of thousands of years to develop. 
mm. with a certain way of operating and all of a sudden in the last couple of thousand and even in the last 200 and then the last 50 things have just become exponential you know mm. like to the power of whatever everything is doubling all the time and i think maybe we've still got this fundamental kind of hardware but with these kind of software updates which are allowing us to see th- mm. the enormity of everything yeah and understand it more and more each year but we've still got this primitive kind of desire to physically move and uh, emotions emotions which are still lodged very far back in that because yeah because we're, we're a very strange um creature yeah you know compared to literally every other animal on earth yeah i feel like we've got a lot of thoughts a lot more thoughts than anything else of course yeah and that's a big part of this um difficulty that we have with existence because we think yeah. much more whereas it seems like every other animal is kind of programmed they kind of got like their certain way of doing things instinctual yeah yeah i, I mean i don't know why i mean we're, to discuss it further we're probably going to veer too far off far away mm-hmm. from the book the subject matter of the book but it's probably going to be more like a normal uh, one of your podcasts probably mm. but um yeah because i heard you discussing the, the the kind of uh issue of um, not issue but matter of human intelligence on one of your previous podcasts but i won't i won't go into that <laughs> now i'll stick to the subject matter we can go into it for a bit yeah i mean just i don't know whether you know whether there's any sort of other kind of influences on us um it's it's not really related to the to the to the book though but yeah i think we're, we're sort of playing this kind of catch-up physically to what we've achieved uh mentally um, and then you've got the spiritual aspect in there as well. You know, the understanding of your kind of your Mortality. position amongst everything, mm. which can be a little bit daunting. So, um, yeah, so maybe you need that kind of primitive pursuit, that kind of sport, alone time, quiet time, that kind of hunting of a goal. Because ultimately that, that's what we'll be we're wired for, is to obviously hunt and provide yeah. Um, which is to do with the whole things uh, and innovation yeah. thing again, and it tools, mm. things, weapons, <clears throat> violence, mm. um, which is, you know, how we differ. Yeah. So I'll, I'll let you get it back on track. So <laughs> um, just to say a few sentences that it says about a woman's well, it's, it's almost the exact same thing it says about the man's cave, but slightly different. It says, a woman's well is a natural way for women to process their emotions. A man might see it as her saying nothing is good enough and she wants to be with someone better. But if she gives up her well, then her love dies and she may end up numb and withholding affection. So I think what that's saying is like similar to like what we said about the the man who denies himself the ability to go into the cave. If she if she sees that her ups and downs in her emotions are affecting her partner and she tries to like bypass those feelings mm-hmm. and just tries to carry on without the ups and downs of it, then she becomes more numb and doesn't actually feel even the positive stuff anymore because yeah. you can't just cut out only negative emotions. You're going to cut out all emotion or you're going to experience all emotion. That That's really what the book says is going on there. So she needs to be allowed to have her ups and downs without being made to feel like she can't. I think that's what I took from it. But what yeah. do you think about that? The experience of 
negative emotion is obviously crucial as well. For one, to give you the appreciation of positive emotion. Mm. I mean, again, it's balance. It's just like the book is saying, men and women create balance the same way as it, negative and positive emotion creates balance. It's just all just balance, basically. Mm. It's a way of finding balance. Yeah. I think maybe one of, not I wouldn't say it was an issue, but something that I found with the book is, and from the, from the examples that he gave, it's almost like these are people that have been living together for so long and they don't know each other. Mm. How, can you, how can you be living with someone for that long? And you literally, I mean, because with my wife, we, you know, I'll just talk about whatever I want to, mm. whenever I, you know, I'll mention anything. I'll just, because mm. I think it's, I don't know, is it, is it the case of forcing something? Well, maybe, you know, some people maybe shouldn't be together. Maybe it's the time period. So the book came out like early 90s. Yeah. If he's talking to people who have been married for 30 years before that, oh, yeah, they've met in like what, the 60s? Of course, yes. Yeah, different, it's different yeah. eras. Maybe it was a thing yeah. where they just got married and they just made it work. But the man was doing all the man stuff and the woman was doing all the woman stuff and it was just, yeah. they just well, made that, it work. Maybe that does work. Yeah, maybe, maybe that does work. Because of you that, know. maybe they weren't, they didn't understand each other as much as somebody of today mm-hmm. because a lot more has like we've got the internet we've got a lot more different influences we're constantly told that there is no difference between men and women and yeah. we're so we're kind of understanding on some level we have more understanding for the opposite sex in this time than maybe back then yeah i think maybe we have more knowledge but less experience mm. yeah i think this is what's uh again we're I'm, I'm veering off again but i think that's probably more of a modern mm. problem is you know, you can you can read and watch as many videos and books as you like, but to not experience certain things in life, you're never gonna know yeah. what, what they're you know truly like. To never, to, you can watch somewhere on the on you know, look at Tokyo on the tra- on some sort of travel channel or mm. South Africa or so or some safari in an African desert or something. But you're never you're never gonna know what the air feels smells like and the, the mm. sand in the wind and that kind of thing you know yeah. and, the, and the bird song so it's i think that yeah there's there's definitely different kind of issues we have today than yes the people may have been more ignorant to experiences but maybe they were just experiencing what they what they had yeah at their fingertips mm. so to speak you know maybe we're just veered from it now too much but um yeah that's that's my comprehension of the of, of that kind of well mm. Yeah. idea and cave concept yeah it's yeah so uh, um and you got the wave concept as well for women so there's a lot of concepts going that's mm. it can be a little bit mud, muddled and confusing within women are like waves but then they're, all of a sudden they're in a well <laughs> and men retreat to their caves but then they're like rubber, rubber bands, bands yeah so it's a little bit mm. all yeah. over the place it I takes a little bit of understanding mm. i think it's just he's trying to use metaphors to explain yeah uh, psychological behaviors or something like that metaphors galore yeah yeah <laughs> there's a concept about mr fix it and the home improvement committee mm-hmm. so what i understand from it is mr fix it kind of implies men have the tendency to want to fix things mm-hmm. it's just what what men tend to do so like amongst men if a man tells another man a problem he will either offer a suggestion or we'll just assume you know how to deal with it, innit? Mm. and then that'll be that. It won't be too much more t- to it than that. 
But when a woman tells a man a problem and then he does that same approach, he either tries to fix it or he just assumes that like she'll deal with it. Yeah. That's not what she wants from it, apparently. And and according to the book, she apparently just wants to talk about it. And she wants you to, I don't know, to feel it with her sort of thing. Feel the feeling that she's feeling yeah. and just talk about Understanding. That. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the concept is that men keep trying to fix things and that somehow devalues her feelings on it. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing, the Home Improvement Committee, is that women like to improve things and if she loves you then she'll try and improve you she'll try and make you better 2.0 yeah i think there's a saying something like if it's working then it can work better that's the way women see it and men see it as if it's working don't don't touch it don't fix it yeah just yeah if it ain't broke don't fix it so that's basically what the home improvement committee is it's like a woman who really loves somebody or really likes a man and she's making suggestions of how he can improve himself but he's taking it negatively as incompetence uh, yeah like i'm not yeah. good enough i'm yeah. not i'm incompetent and she doesn't trust my judgment she doesn't trust what i'm doing she wants yeah. me to do what she thinks and mm-hmm. so men basically the point is both both of the sexes take the other's attempt to do something good for them negatively yeah i've kind of messed that i said it in a muddled it way but up. The, the book can be quite muddled mm. Yeah, I don't think you've messed anything up there. That the concept is like an example of it being is if your wife was at work and somebody's one of their colleagues has been being a bitch or something like that and mm. stirring stirring up shit that they come to you and say, Oh, this and they want and what what the author says is that you've basically need to validate what they what their feelings are and say, Oh, that must be uh really horrible Mm. not really a way that a man would see it no because like if men if that was if that was men together yeah we we do joke but i mean you know there would only be so far you could push a man by uh, most men anyway by the time they're gonna say you got problems you you keep keep going on about it yeah and then next thing you know you might have a fight yeah or even because sometimes you get even the quietest man, or they just won't, and all of a sudden he'll just flip out and start mm. <laughs> throwing fists everywhere. You know what mm. I mean? The, the, the fists of death, the fists of fury, <laughs> will come out. But um, yeah, it's that kind of. It's basically teaching you in a way how not to be a man <laughs> and how not to be a woman. Yeah, or how um, yeah, or how not to be a man mostly because obviously the author is a man, so he's only going to mm. truly understand how uh, a man's perspective, and he gives examples of his own marriage and the way that he was maybe yeah. been cold with his um where he would say oh don't worry about it you know because men probably that's what you'd say to each other yeah. that's you know you'd say to your friend i oh, just a dickhead don't worry about it it wouldn't have any effect on you after that and mm. uh, but with women obviously what he's saying is different they'll be like oh, you saying don't worry about it is is sort of um diminishing the importance of what Our she's feelings. feeling mm. Her feelings, not the situation even, mm. but her feelings at that time. Yeah. Which, I mean, maybe there's maybe there's some kind of uh, substance to that, but... Yeah, it's quite an interesting concept because should men just be how they are and if it offends their partner, then so be it. <laughs> or should men understand how their partner will be offended and therefore 
not be what they are naturally because it's what you said is true where it's like he is kind of teaching you to not be the inherent way you would be balance yeah because there is a certain part of me that feels like yeah you probably should just be who you are but at the same time another part of me thinks you can't just be how you want to be at all times no so it's you have to also like you'd have a hell of a lot more arguments (laughs) and fights you you know Mm. i mean some people are like that yeah they, I find them quite entertaining. People <laughs> like that, you know, yeah. they don't have any kind of filter, filter or yeah. control over. Uh, yeah, probably it's more. It is more of a masculine trait, mm. probably. Um, but most of us have a kind of we, we understand the social rules of etiquette, and we don't really want to fall foul of them us, us ourselves mm. because of that kind of stigma and it's stuff that you obviously you learn from a a child yeah and again jordan b peterson talks about it in in the book we reviewed previously about not letting your child become someone you dislike Mm. um which is part of that social construct but i think these ideas in this book have their merits they have a a decent kind of foundation Mm. but they just become a little bit like chasing their own towel in some degree you know it's like well why are you both changing if you both change then then you have to sort of change back in your but you know, we know we need each other for balance mm. and then why not just be your natural self and let the balance occur maybe, maybe it's maybe it's just saying not that, to don't be an asshole change. yeah maybe it's not to make you change maybe it's to just make you understand how the other person is processing information yeah and then that will indirectly make you change but you're not supposed to be something you're not no maybe it's something along them lines but some of the things that they say it is interesting to me. So, for example, there's a few parts in there where there's, there's like dialogue in there where it's like talking about uh, somebody saying one thing and then like a man saying one thing and a woman saying another thing. And then he breaks down what is meant by. So one of the interesting things is he says men talk to convey information mm-hmm. and women talk to convey feelings. So they want to explain what they feel about something. Yeah. And what they say isn't literal information. It's not for you to take literally. No. It's yeah. for you to understand that this is a feeling. Yeah, I'm down. I feel a little bit down. Mm. Can you make me feel better or validate yeah. the reason? You know, Even though they might say, oh, I hate you <laughs> or I hate this relationship <laughs> or something yeah. along the lines. I lights. hate me too. Yeah. <laughs> something <laughs> we can both agree or on. Or they might say, oh, we never go out. And then the guy might say, we went out last week. And yeah. so it's, but he's taking it literally. Like she doesn't actually mean that we never go out. She just means that she's feeling down and she would like to go out. Yeah. But it's, she's not conveying information. She's conveying feelings. That was Greg's. It don't count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. I know what you're saying it's, yes, yeah, it's, it's the, it's the momentary feeling mm. that mood at that, on that particular mm. day at that particular time. Yeah. I mean, I think validation is, is necessary. And, and bear in mind when this, when this book was written, um, self-awareness and, and validating feelings and stuff was probably still quite new, mm. you know? Because um, the author's American, isn't he? I think so. And plus you were coming out of the, the 80s as well, which was mm. quite a, a materialistic boom kind of period you know, very kind of cutthroat and business orientated and mm. the kind of people that he would have been 
counselling though that had some sort of money so they were coming from a very um, fast paced kind of maybe sterile but non kind of no time for emotions kind of environment mm-hmm. so it probably would have been quite new uh, territory back then and quite uh, maybe groundbreaking I don't know because mm. I would have was only young when it, when it came out. Yeah. So, but um, maybe we're now the we products just, of it. Yeah, probably. And I think now it's probably oversaturated in the other way. Like I'm mm. reading it and thinking, yeah, but a lot of that is a given anyway. Yeah, we do. We do have a lot more balance and understanding now. Mm. You know, um, as as couples, I think things that the dynamic is totally different in in a lot of respects mm. to it would have been back then yeah and it wasn't very long ago either it's only like 30 years ago yeah well, a lot has changed the internet exists yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah yeah and it's yeah the web it's definitely um <clears throat> definitely changed everything it's a lot of marketing a lot of yeah. like subtle media influence yeah the, the world has gone a little bit crazier in certain regards mm. than it was then or what is considered acceptable normal mm. functional behavior now back then would have just been absolutely ridiculed by near enough everybody yeah you know it's interesting as well because on one hand the ideas seem dated society is so different now but on another hand the core concept of the whole book is basically that there's a, a female way of thinking and a male way of thinking mm-hmm. and that is like it's like the worst thing you could say nowadays in this oh, era nowadays, that we live yeah. in. Yeah. Because you got women that are identifying as men, you got men that are My identifying person. as women, and yeah. apparently it's just a feeling. It's nothing to do with mm. biological, whatever, all of this sort of stuff. And he, this book is heavily saying that there's biological differences. Yeah. So it's it's quite a it might be an offensive concept for a lot of the modern generation as a well. Few. A few of the modern generation, but mm. they they just happen to be a noisy few, mm. a very vocal, attention-seeking few. Um, but again, that concept of of hardware and software is just it, it. We're not updating the kind of hardware and the emotional side of it, but mm. our concepts and and ideas and science and medicine is just it is so is advancing so quickly, which even in these thirty years have passed certain concepts can seem maybe strange now but i think maybe biologically in your dna and your structure and your prime your primal urges mm. are the same as they were probably thousands of years yeah, ago thousands, mm. definitely because we don't, you know you don't change that much mm. to be honest it's just ideas uh, yeah that have changed and yeah they do tend to change very quickly so yeah, I, I <clears throat> again it, it does it does have its its value. It's just different now seeing it from this kind of mm. you know looking back from yeah. this modern perspective. Yeah, I agree. I've got some more stuff that was interesting in the book. So this kind of touches on some of the stuff we said before. It's just a quote um, mm-hmm. from the book. It says, "Venusians are concerned with feelings and the quality of their relationships. They experience fulfillment by sharing and relating." Martians are more concerned with achievement and competence. They experience fulfillment by solving problems. Do you find that you experience fulfillment by solving problems? Well, I find that if if there is an issue 
that needs to be dealt with, it it, it can bug me. Um, and that can be in any kind, you know, that can be in a financial kind of form or maybe something in the home or, or anything like that. It will, but I would, I would think that would really concern anybody, male or female, mm. to be honest. Um, but yeah, that concept of men, again, like we touched on it before, but we do tend to be more interested in, in things mm. and like you say, achievements or again, it's that chase, mm. the hunt for something, the chase for something. Now it's directed very much towards sports, probably because in the West we don't tend to go to war anymore, you mm. know, and we don't fight with rival tribes mm. or villages, <clears throat> which would, would happen, you know, even as kids. I mean, look at kids are still rivaling with each other and stabbing each other, young boys, and, and it, it's something definitely in the the Mao kind of um, spirit mm. to want to achieve and, and maybe kind of... Uh, not dominate, but definitely, uh, yeah, in 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 a, in a sense, mm. it, it does wane as you as you get older, and not just through the fact that you become wiser, but you're less physically capable of doing it. You, you know, probably your Got more testosterone to levels are definitely they they're, they're lower than they were when you was like eighteen or twenty or mm. and yeah, you and you've you've lose. got something to lose mm. by that point, you know. Um, but yeah, women do. I think you know. From well, I haven't got an expert experience, but they yeah, they do like to maybe talk more, discuss things more. As it says, interested in feelings, um, connecting with people and the community and that kind of thing. You know, they might now tend to be on different WhatsApp groups, face Facebook groups, mm. whatever. You know, kind of a community kind of yeah. sense. For me, I don't. Sometimes I don't really care if I, if I don't hear from someone for <laughs> ages, six months. Yeah, I, I don't mean I don't like you, mm. and you know, I, we we probably all, you probably as well. We have friends that we, you might not speak to them for a couple of months, and then you might go out, and it's like you've you were together yesterday. Yeah, you can just pick up, and I think maybe women maybe are not like that. I don't know. Okay, this is another interesting concept, and it's a quote from the book: "A sign of great love." is to offer help and assistance to a Venusian without being asked. But to a man, offering help without being asked is offensive and needing help is a sign of weakness. What do you think about that? Well, I don't particularly agree with it because it just to me it depends on the person. I think men are more likely not to ask for help. Mm. I've been guilty of it as well because maybe there is some kind of uh, societal kind of pressure that you feel... You should have this covered. Yeah, by now, mm. you should you should have this sort of uh, underway, or you should have this sort of um, sorted. Why haven't you know that kind of drill sergeanty kind of um, pressure? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I can some people I can understand, but I, I would say that's probably more to do with kind of immaturity or emotional immaturity if you can't accept assistance or advice. Yeah, because the truth is, I think we all need to take advice and ask for it at times because there will be a time when it all goes well in your life and you live long enough and you you prosper and stuff like that then you'll be there to give advice to people as well but it's more likely to be of the your same sex mm. again you can't live in that opposite role and understand it let's say you see somebody who you can see they have a problem mm-hmm. 
but maybe they don't see they have a problem. Yeah. And you've offered unsolicited advice mm. to fix their problem. Can you see how that might be offensive to that person if they don't actually think they even have a problem? Of course, yeah. And then I think they're saying if that scenario was a woman saying it to another woman, it would be seen as a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if it really would. I think some women would still be offended if you suggested something that they didn't think they had a problem with. Say, for example, you see a, a woman who's a bit overweight and they, they say, oh, you know, you could eat a salad. It's like, yeah, but that, <laughs> it's like it might, she might be offended by that. Yeah, but that's different to say, like, setting up a TV or something. That's, that's getting quite personal. <laughs> you tried a salad. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think that that is different because, again, that's like being a bit socially... Mm. Uh, awkward and 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 numb to say that but i would say probably women are, are less likely to be offended by advice than maybe men i do agree to a certain extent but um i don't necessarily think that is a good thing because mm. otherwise i don't think we could exist if no one took advice it wouldn't work would it all the generations down the line we just wouldn't improve we would still be you know on mars maybe mm. looking for our telescopes i don't know <laughs> You know, there'd be no improvement. We would just keep doing, uh, living in a very basic fashion if there was no kind of handed down knowledge or advice. So I can kind of see what he's saying, but I don't necessarily think that is a good thing Mm. to be, um, to let your ego. That's what it is, isn't it? Just ego. I I think so. And obviously men are more prone to having egos, but women have them as well. Maybe just in a slightly different way, but men... Theirs is more obviously linked to achievement, physical ability, mm, competence. Um, competence. Yeah, that that kind of that kind of thing, which is which is very true. But um, yeah, I don't think it should be necessarily looked at in a positive light if you can't accept. Mm. Adv- I think the problem is more with you than it is with your partner offering some advice. Yeah, really. Mm. Um, the same way as like if it's from the stereotypical female perspective of taking things too personally at work and you say, no, just don't worry about it. They're just being an arsehole. You know what I mean? Mm. How you might see it. Again, that should be them being able to calm down emotionally to not react in that way mm. and maybe not need validation that they've they've not been able to resolve an argument at work. Mm. Um, so I think that's kind of like a, a an opposite side of that maybe. Yeah, it's a good point. So some of these things, they are true, but the suggested solution is not really right because it shouldn't necessarily be that you should accommodate some of these behaviors. Some of these behaviors need to be reduced by the person who's doing them. Yeah, or just you need to improve, I think, as a, as a person, mm. which is, you know, you should. I think we should all kind of try to pursue certain things in our lives that will require that we grow Men become frustrated when women complain about problems that he can't do anything about. Do you think that's a true statement? Well, I don't think it would be exclusive to men. I mean, any problem you can't do anything about is frustrating. Hmm. I don't think there's any other way of feeling about it. The book says if a woman says to a woman a problem that she has Mm. that the other woman can't do anything about, she won't feel frustrated she would just hear out this problem that this person has so it's going back to more the validation the validation of that current emotion 
Yeah. Yeah, I suppose if we do differ in that regard that men see everything literally like well, maybe we do then it would be frustrating if someone kept coming to you with things that you couldn't really have any sort of effect on and keep talking about them over and over again you would probably react in that way but then who's to improve in that scenario is it the woman has to stop doing that or the man has to understand that oh she's doing it for this reason mm. okay fair enough you know i'm sorry to hear that yeah i would feel a little bit weird talking like that with my wife yeah you feel and fake, i think she'd it? be a bit like she'd be checking me you know looking for the maybe the mm. clone mark in the, in the <laughs> eye or something yeah. you know? i can't even remember what film that was now <laughs> yeah. some of the approach would be very robotic and it's almost like you're, you're reading from a script sometimes mm. with with this but yeah i wouldn't respond word for word the way that they suggest but i think the sentiment is basically have fair some enough. sympathy and yeah. empathy for what what your partner's going through but i think you probably would learn that Mm, as time, time goes yeah. on there was something else that the book said about it um yeah. so men become frustrated when women complain about problems that he can't do anything about and women become frustrated when men attempt to solve or give explanations for their problems so basically yeah what, what i think it is is the man wants to make things better mm-hmm. so he tries to offer solutions but if he doesn't do that and just lets her say it then he's making things better anyway. But he needs to know that he's making things better for him to not get frustrated. Yeah, so, but then maybe if he doesn't say anything, then you oh, you don't care. Yeah. You know, it could be that kind of scenario. But, but if you just, like, look at them with, well, it, like, it just, concern. Yeah, it just comes down to understanding, validating the emotion, which I suppose could be, could be a little bit tedious after a while, to be honest. Mm. You can't just say, have you tried punching her in the face? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it works. Yeah. It will yeah. shut her up. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I I can see what they what they're getting at, but I think it'd be quite exhausting to live yeah like this. Yeah, that's what I was saying in the beginning. It's like a lot of these concepts, even though I, I do see some validity in what he's saying. Yeah, I just I don't live like this, and I, and it's hard no, for it's me to romantic. imagine a way that I could live like that. Yeah, maybe if I drilled it into my brain, read it like fifty times or something. Yeah. And then practiced it for like 10 years. Then maybe I would be able to do these things. But all I can do now is try not to do what is natural. Like, Because what's natural here is for me to get annoyed when certain things happen. And I I am quite, like I get annoyed quickly when, so if for example, I feel like, like, I feel like my missus is like telling me off about something here. I get annoyed because it's like, I'll start explaining why that's not a thing. And the so that's the point, isn't it? It's like, I don't want to be blamed for things. I don't want to be hearing loads of complaining. Yeah, and I don't think anybody does. Yeah, but the way the book would suggest that I deal with it is that I just take a step back, process the information, yeah. show concern with the feelings, understand that it's not actual information, it's just feelings. <clears throat> yeah. And that will make my partner feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. It's just so hard to implement. If I was given those rules and I'd say, yeah, okay, I'd say, I'll see you in the cave. <laughs> you'll, you'll find me in the cave, yeah. you know what I mean? You'll just see the mm. the fire flickering, mm. me painting wildebeests and mammoths on the wall. You know, that's, yeah. I think that's where you'd find me most of the time if, this, if these were my only options. Mm. Yeah, it is difficult. But I do really care about my missus and love oh, my yeah, missus and I yeah. don't want her yeah. to be upset. So it's like I try to 
especially reading this book again, yeah, over like over the last week or so, mm-hmm. I've been trying to be more understanding mm-hmm. and trying to be more involved in the conversation with appreciation for the way that she would um, be taking it. But it's just difficult. I, like, she not said to you at any point. You're right. <laughs> no, I think it's it's been working slightly. It's like we've yeah. been having better conversations, whereas before it would be. I would get um, annoyed and then the conversation will be over sort of thing. Right, okay. So we've been having better conversations. So it is, there is definitely some value well, in you're it. You're getting, you know, you're getting... But I'm not, as I say, I'm not from perfect. The... I don't think it would be easy for anyone to just implement these things, just read it and then now they're just the perfect guys. Because we yeah. are, as you say, we are just kind of how we are. Um, Everybody's got a different mm. mentality, you know. Certain men will be more emotional than most men. And certain women will be more masculine and pragmatic in their outlook than mm. most women. Yeah. So you, you can't really set anything kind of in stone. Mm. No. So we'll go through a few more yeah, ideas. Go for, it, go for it. In an age where divorce is so common, it is even more important that men are more sensitive to a woman's needs for reassurance. Do you find that to be true? I suppose so. But how much reassurance does somebody need? In the book, they imply that women need constant reassurance. Like we said with the wave thing, where it's um, yeah, it's like they're constantly going to have highs and they're constantly going to have lows. <sighs> and they need to know at both of those stages that you you're, you got their back no matter what. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, maybe we just know the rate of divorce now because we keep statistics. You know, maybe this... Maybe it's always been an issue that a certain percentage of the married population tends to drift apart or divorce. Back back when there was no sort of facility to divorce, you were just kind of lumbered together. You know, maybe, there's probably plenty of people that sleep in different rooms houses. and out, out if you're lucky enough to sleep in different houses, yeah, but sleep in different beds or sleep in different, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. But... um. So I just don't see it that all women are that kind of weak, kind you know, and, and feeble-minded, and all men are that cold. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm. Especially as you as you get older, and I think as you've been, if you're married to someone for, or you're with someone for like a decade or something, you pr- you've got to pretty much know each other by that point. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe there's. I'm not sure what really to say about that. Mm. I mean. I agree that I, I don't like the idea of divorce being more frequent now mm. and children not having... Both know, their parents. Yeah, I, I, it isn't a good thing, I don't think. Um, which is... Uh, but there was, there, there was a quote, though, from the book, which I think is, is quite a good takeaway from it. I, I read, it says, uh, may, you always, may you always grow in wisdom and in love May the frequency of divorce decrease and the number of happy marriages increase. Our children deserve a better world. Which I think, in that regard, if if this is something that can help that. It doesn't really mention children other than that in the book, does it? I don't think. Not really. No. Yeah. I think for, for that reason, mm. and you know, to be happier and wiser and in love, I suppose, and the whole duration of your marriage and life would be ideal. Mm. I don't think it's it's always p- 
possible to the top degree all the way along, mm. like you're gonna get these ebbs, ebbs and flows, you know. But um, if it's something that can be used to decrease divorce and and you know help kids, then obviously it's a, it can only be a good thing. Yeah, it is important to reassure your partner, not necessarily um, exclusively male reassuring female yeah but you shouldn't like make you shouldn't water it down to a point where you're just reassuring everything it should be like doubts that are not unfounded or yeah. something like that yeah mm. and of course i mean the person may have a a mental issue mm. but you reassuring it and compounding it is just i mean that wouldn't be good for anybody mm. anyone in the relationship so yeah but say for example they assume you're cheating on them or something and you're 100% not cheating on them mm. you should make that clear to them you should let them know of course yeah but you would wouldn't you if you yeah. wasn't if you wasn't cheating mm. on them yeah but I think it goes without saying yeah or something along them lines um, let's say um, they think that they're unattractive or something yeah, and you find a, them a, very attractive some sort of body image yeah issue or I don't know Maybe they're worried about the, the dynamic you have because of their image, or they've got this sort of mm. insecurity. Then, yeah, reassurance would be, I suppose, help, unless you're reassuring a negative. Yeah, but if you're reassuring them that that's not the case, mm. then yeah, if in that example, then yeah, you should do. Yeah, I feel like a lot of this book is saying basically that women complain <laughs> and, yeah. and men, men don't are, listen yeah men are just like yeah just distant basically just gravestones yeah sitting there because uh even all of these quotes is that i feel like there are a lot a lot of them are similar yeah it's it's very mm. repetitive and cyclical in, in, in what it says yeah if a woman wants a man not to feel blamed she should say how much she appreciates him listening it implies that Men have a tendency to feel like when women are complaining to them, yeah. that it's their fault, and Personal, they, yeah. yeah. But it might just be that's just how she's feeling at that moment, and yeah. if she wants him to not feel like personally blamed, mm -hmm. she should make the point that she appreciates him listening. She like she just wants to get it off her chest, and she appreciates him listening. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think well, <clears throat> maybe he shouldn't be so sensitive to the even if it is a genuine because quite often i think with men we there probably is a genuine <laughs> complaint there somewhere because mm. it may be something that we have overlooked or not realized and then we see it as an a, as an attack if you know but i don't think it's ever good to be defensive as you're always as your first measure is to say no i didn't do that for you i just mm. don't want to have an argument um but also, I think it's on the partner as well. Again, it's generalizing that the woman would do that more, but it's also on the woman to, you know, sometimes just keep some of your thoughts to yourself. You know what I mean? Don't keep moaning about everything. And I would say that across the board, mm. but in this respect, if that's the dynamic, the woman to the man, female to male, then I would say, you know, you've got to get, you can't, I mean, you can't keep being negative all the time about your partner. Mm. or about something that, you know, they, they might consider to be in their control and they're not acting on it. If men, if we tend to, to rate our value 
as as against what we can achieve or what we have fixed or what we you know the Mister Fix It type thing. Mm. So, but again, it's all just imbalance. You wouldn't. There's going to be times when you should. You know, if you if your wife is getting onto you about something or your partner, yeah, maybe they should do because you're not doing it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Maybe you need mm. someone to kick you up the ass, which is what you know. I think wives tend to do to men sometimes, and probably rightly so. Like I said, mm. we we can be quite a little bit gormless. <laughs> you know, I, I think sometimes I am as well mm. that we don't. Oh, sh- you're like shit, yeah. But it's n- and. You shouldn't take it personally that they're having it, and they shouldn't take it personally that you've forgotten about something, or mm-hmm. you don't really mean it. You know yeah. what I mean? You're just not as sensitive to certain things as they are. Yeah, and it just doesn't mean as much to you, probably not, no. as it does to them. Yeah, like what color that wall is, or mm. you just not thought about it because if you're more practicing in minded, that doesn't put food in your belly. Mm. You know what I mean? As to yeah. what color that bit of wall is there, or whatever. Mm. You know, maybe I'm just trivialising it, but yeah, yeah. I would say it's, again, it's about balance. It's quite stereotypical. It's quite one, one sort of sided. Sometimes mm. this book does tend to go from, like you said, bashing men from being these like insensitive oafs mm. and uh, like these cold idiots, and then making out that women are just always like damsel in distress type mm. emotionally just in bits all the time. Mm. <laughs> Everything's a disaster kind of thing. So yeah, yeah that's, um, that's, that's my opinion on that bit. Okay. So the book also poses a concept. It says there's 12 different kinds of love and each gender has six primary love needs. Right. Okay. So, the primary love needs of women are caring, understanding, respect, devotion, validation, and reassurance. Mm. And the primary love needs of men are trust, acceptance, appreciation, admiration, approval, and encouragement. Of those 12 things, would you say that your primary needs are trust, acceptance, appreciation, admiration, approval and encouragement since you're a man do you identify with that at all i don't know about the admiration part I'm not, uh, what does it mean really to be admired me. well to be admired by your partner not that it doesn't mean anything to me but and and the same as being appreciated i think if you're doing good things then you probably will be appreciated but you shouldn't really do things for that reason uh trust is obviously important and it's probably more in the in the male column of things that are important because it's much easier for a woman to be unfaithful in than it is a man if you know what i mean because mm. a woman could literally a lot of most women could go out and get laid in like no time at all if yeah. they want to men can't do that mm. necessarily they don't have that kind of some men can, like some tall, handsome fellas that, you know, have just got a lot of uh, style and that they, they can just do it, you know, they've got that kind of way mm. that maybe they can. But even then, they don't have the same success as some mm. <laughs> mediocre-looking woman can have yeah. on a bad day, you know what I mean? So I think that's probably why trust is more important. But for me, I'd rather 
admiration wise, I'd rather get that from my kids than mm. anyone else. You know, that would mean more to me than to be admired or um, look looked up to. That would that that would be my probably my more important. They're all important in a way, but um, I suppose it's just what motivates you. I don't mm. I don't do things for my wife to be appreciated. Mm. I just like to do things. I just think to myself, oh, she'll like that, so I'll do. Which is another part of the book. I'm sure you're probably going to get onto that about the what what acts mean to the different sexes mm. as well. Um, so. You know, for not for me to get appreciation, but just for to do something that she would like, just to, or you know anybody really. Mm. It's interesting because I don't do things to be appreciated, no. but I do things that I'm gonna do anyway, and those things deserve appreciation. Yeah. <laughs> if there's like a lack of appreciation, that would that that would you you'd feel the lack of it. Yeah. If it was like, say, for example. It's in you to do the the stuff that you do, looking after your family, so that you would do that anyway. Yeah, but if you was now being like treated as though your your contribution is irrelevant and yeah, that's not then you would notice the lack of it. So I think it would it would affect you negatively. Works. Yeah, no, it is it is important, but that's more important for the for the person giving the appreciation. I think than necessarily. To, I mean, to do. Than, ex- than expecting it, I, I, mm. it's a bit difficult for me to try and explain. Mm. Yeah, so I think it's not necessarily saying that like a motivation. You must like, do it. It's saying that it's important it's to important. you fundamentally. Yeah. Is it's it? just an I, important I thing. So yeah, yeah. He also says that both genders will will like identify with both sides of it. Yeah, yeah. So um, do you find that you identify more with one of the others as well? Like the the caring, understanding, respect, devotion, validation, or reassurance. Are, do any of those stand out to you as more important than some of the others that were on I the think it's side? important for your partner to care for you, regardless of what side of the, mm. you know, the scale you're on. Mm. The others, like validation, I don't really think, as a man, I don't really see it as, as a good thing too much. I think someone should understand you, like your, your, your wife or your partner should understand you why you're feeling like that mm. I'm, I'm having a shit day or something you know maybe you've something bad's happened in your life and you need to be there's a certain you can validate genuine emotions i think at the right time but to continually do that especially to a man is not a good thing mm. i don't think because you're sort of you, you know you're dulling his edge mm. kind of thing it's it's weakening him mm. it may help it may not affect a woman negatively or but I think as as a man sort of reassurance and, and validation of negative feelings and emotions just isn't a good yeah. spiral to get into mm. yeah I agree I think you know because it's like it's more like a, a parent parental or motherly kind of instinct rather mm. than a spousal kind of thing mm. in my opinion mm. anyway. no, I agree I agree I think it's like almost like indulgent it's like you're indulging yeah. in the negative. Yeah, and it it doesn't make you any stronger mm. in any way. It doesn't. I don't think it can have a positive effect on a man, to mm. be honest. Yeah, and a, and a weak man is no good for it. I think for anybody. Mm. And I'm not saying 
there's going to be periods in our lives as men that we are going to be weak mm. um, relative to other times, you know, when we're more sort of productive and, mm. you know, you can be flying. Everyone gets their ups and downs, some more than others. But, yeah, validation of those emotions and to and constant sort of um, reinstating them is not, is not good, mm. I think. Yeah, I agree. When a man is appreciated, he knows his efforts are not wasted and is thus encouraged to give more. When a man acknowledges a woman's thoughts and emotions, she feels respected and thus more appreciative. Yeah. So it's like a self-fulfilling... Mm. I think it's just being productive and a nicer person all round. Mm. You know, just just do things with good intent and for the right reasons on both sides and everyone's going to be... Everything gets better. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I think that's a, a more con concise way of putting it, mm. I think. Love often fails because people instinctively give what they want instead of the primary needs of their partner. Yeah, I can see that. If if you take these different perspectives and languages spoken, Martian and Venusian, literally, mm. in a world where everyone is stuck to those rules, then it can be the case. But obviously you can't... Again, it's like the different friends group. It's like you, you won't treat your girlfriend or wife like you would treat your, your mate. Yeah. Because it's we're different. And you won't treat your mate like you treat your boss. And you won't treat yeah, your yeah. boss Th like that you that treat kind your of, grandma. Yeah, that kind of social... Mm. Yeah. It's just all different. Construct. It, it, it can help to see the opposite sex kind of perspective... Even do you think it's it, it's almost kind of like playing a trickery game? Almost. What do you mean? Well, like it's, it's like you've kind of like tried to see behind the the curtain kind of thing and use these like mind games. Are you genuinely feeling like you want to um, treat your uh, a woman, say like in a new relationship, treat mm -hmm. a woman like that? So I think we all, everyone's a little bit for show and a little bit mm -hmm. uh, over the top kind of at first, and everything is new and kind of exciting and. Uh, would you think, wouldn't it be a little bit exhausting to keep that kind of going for, because are you, are you ever really truly expressing your, your kind of true feelings? Yeah, it's complicated because the concepts in the book would suggest that you still get your true feelings out, but mm. in a super diplomatic way, in a yeah. way where it's like, you're like, you're you're bobbing and weaving. Like you're, you're a politician. Almost. Yeah, you're like yeah, exactly like a politician. Yeah, you're bobbing and weaving. You're yeah. <laughs> you're dodging all of the potential pitfalls, and you're just you're still getting your thought out, but yeah. skillfully in some way to accommodate their feelings, but still let them know what you think. And in reality, the way it would work is two people meet each other. They like each other, so they're putting their best foot forward. They're mm -hmm. trying to... They've got their personal representative version of themselves who's yeah. like all the best qualities of themselves. Something annoying might happen, but they're not going to get angry because this is their brand new <laughs> partner that they're trying to... Or this is their potential whatever, something that they're trying yeah. to make work. But then as time gets goes on and you get to know people, and like you, you get emotional leakage or whatever it is or some sort of personality leakage where it just comes out all these things you're trying yeah. to suppress you people like you are who you are what's the, the, the old phrase is like familiarity breeds contempt mm. you know so maybe that fits into his concept of 
retreating to the cave, going down to the well, wherever you're gonna go, some sort of dark, dark <laughs> dwelling. You know what I mean? And yeah. just <laughs> kick and the just wall a couple yourself. of times and, cut. <laughs> and then come back. <laughs> Get back Shout in the game. Shout out the top of your lungs and come back. <laughs> Hi everyone. Like, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's um, yeah, there's there's some sort of, but it, again, these concepts are like repeated throughout the mm. book. Kind of, I think it's a little bit of you know the the dog chasing the towel mm. a little bit. There's certain things you're never going to really get to the bottom of, mm. and to I would say to analyze your life like this, especially your love life mm. would be fucking exhausting it, <laughs> it really would when yeah. you could just literally there's some good part yeah take a breather mm. um don't be an asshole mm. be more kind of accepting and, and sort of realize that the other person has emotions as well and you have to kind of but again some people you're not going to change anyway mm. even if they go if, if they're even one partner's putting in a lot of effort to do this someone would just be ignorant to it or not even you know, just go over the head and not even realise. So, mm. yeah, I don't, I don't think you should necessarily fight to keep something that's making you miserable no. alive. No. I don't think. Men need to remember your anger comes from not understanding her point of view and this is never her fault. Her feelings might not make sense, but they are still valid and anger increases when it's not clear how to make things better. But you should remember that listening makes things better. What do you think about that? As about three or four sentences. Well, listening will make you make your understanding better, mm. which will then in in turn help you realize maybe something that you're doing wrong. But if someone's like displaying some despicable behavior, like they're cheating on you or they're mm. just smashed everything up, you know, in some fit of, and I'm not saying that's more like a feminine thing to do, but people do it. Mm in a fit of rage or they're throwing things at you, you know what I mean? And Listening ain't going to fix that. No, and maybe you should get angry and yeah. fucking walk out, you know yeah. what I mean, and don't come back. I mean, there's <laughs> certain... Mm. Yeah, I, I don't exactly know what... Um, but again, it's not good, I think, as a man, to, for that to be your first reaction to everything in anger as well. And I know we are prone to it. I, I, I am at times, you know, you have to keep reminding yourself, you know, like, not just in... in your relationship, but in everything. Maybe you're in traffic and you're having a day where you're just getting angry with everyone mm. in the traffic. Um, and if you don't check yourself, you're going to be doing that every day. Mm. And then if you're doing it every day, you're soon going to be having fights mm. with people or, you know, getting in bad situations Yeah, for no reason. So I think um, if you're angry, you should be asking a lot of questions anyway. But initially, obviously, with yourself and... I think that to me, some I think some of the things that he discusses, they seem like abusive relationships. Mm. Anyway, you know what I mean. Like, um, if a man's like, angry all the time at a woman, something that his wife says, then you know maybe the, that relationship is a little bit mm. abusive. But I think anger is a natural emotion, and yeah, of course, I, yeah. I think it's one of them. There is one. There is quite a jump between that and abuse i think abuse is like you've you as you say when you've been angry for so long mm -hmm. you've been angry every single day for so long and then it just boils over into like now you're getting into fights but yeah. i think it is natural to get angry when 
somebody's annoying you <laughs> if somebody's like even yeah. if it is like nobody's cheating on anybody mm-hmm. but somebody's just giving you a hard time and like you've you've got loads of other stuff that's going on at the same time it's natural for anybody to get overwhelmed yeah, you could yeah. be woman or a man yeah and you you're gonna get angry if if just things start getting a bit a bit much especially yeah. when you're like you're in a relationship you're living with somebody after a while it's like you don't really get any space and i imagine having children it probably makes it where you get even less space it's yeah. like you've you've so sometimes you you are going to get angry but yeah. i yeah i don't think it's abuse obviously it can get to abuse if it's like yeah. if it's just un unaddressed it just keeps on getting worse and worse mm-hmm. and worse well, that's the kind that mm. I'm I'm talking about. But if you even if you're getting angry over little things, there's something missing mm. in what something not right in what you're doing. You're not you're not pursuing probably it for men enough physical, um, physically hard pursuits like mm. some sort of sport or yeah. training or something. There's something that you're you're neglecting there, or maybe you're just feeling frustrated about or your financial energy. situation. You know, again, it comes back to some of the um, concepts of achievement. But I think there's times when it's obviously contextually correct to be angry mm. but yeah again i think maybe i just find i find it maybe a bit too structured and scripted sometimes that the scenarios that mm. are put, put yeah. forth in yeah. the book yeah some of them are just like who even speaks like that yeah it's like it's very it's like, like like on a on mm. a on a bad soap opera <laughs> yeah you know what i mean yeah you can imagine it yeah just as men need to learn the art of listening Women need to learn the art of empowerment. Many women try to help their man by improving him, but unknowingly weaken him or hurt him. She should give trust and not advice. What do you think about that? Yeah, she should She should give trust. But I think, any, again, I think anyone should be willing to take advice. Mm. If it's good advice and it can help you, regardless of where it could come from or it does come from um but what if the the man's like a degenerate gambler mm. like, what, what are you gonna do is say oh, that's okay go ahead here's 50 quid mm. you know what i mean i think it all needs to be in 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 context i think all of these examples there's always going to be like a dark side of it where it's like it's the extreme of it mm. but assuming that it's two rational people that are just trying to get along with each other yeah there's like a way of doing like say for example uh, there's a place that bo- that you're trying to get to. Yeah. The guy's driving, and um, this is one of the examples they use in the yeah. book. The guy's driving, and then he's obviously he doesn't know where it is, but he's trying to work it out. And she she keeps on saying, "Oh, we're gonna be late. We're gonna be late. Like what? Like why didn't you look up the map? Why didn't you look up this up before?" It's, not constructive, it's like yeah, she's really just like making him feel incompetent. And yeah. if she was to just sit there and just know that he will get there. He would feel so much better knowing that he's going to work it out and she knows yeah. he's going to work it out. Now, roughly that example in the book was something about like, uh, it, it takes us, is it sound like we t- it took it, it will take you so much longer to get there, but at least you haven't corrected him. <laughs> and this, I'd rather not be fucking late. Like, if you just tell me you've got to take a left, I'll be like, oh yeah, thanks. <laughs> take a left, we've got to do a U turn. I'll do a U turn. Mm. I'm not going to be like, ah, oh, we're going to, we'll get there my way. <laughs> it's like, that's a pier, we're going to go into the sea. You mm. know what I mean? It's just, maybe I, that's I, what I know, happens in that example. I can't remember it word for word. It's so, yeah, something like that. So, no, just be there on time. You know what I mean? Take, mm. 
someone I would worry about a man who couldn't take directions from his wife. Mm. And he would be someone I think in my company that after a little while I'd want to punch him in the head. <laughs> I, he would get on my nerves. I'm being serious. He'd be he'd be someone that if you're that hair triggered and that kind of weak and egotistical that you can't just I mean, if someone is is like, Oh, you're useless I mean that's that's up to them to you know, she should shut up as well, you know what I mean? To be but then even then that situation is just to me far too toxic mm. to be cured by like not sitting anywhere and because anyone that sensitive that they they can't take direction is going to find something else to be flying off the handle about in five minutes time anyway they've just not had a slap for too for too long that's what it is no mm. one's corrected them you know physically mm. i think but I, um I, I know what you're saying to be overly critical but to me something just about that situation feels it feels toxic like the people don't know each other anyway like as if some of these examples given, and I can only take it by what the author says that these people, these names that he gives me in the book that came to his se seminar and they came in and they were like hating each other and sort of like sitting there back to back like that. And then when the, by the time they left, they were basically like making love in the lift on the way out to, <laughs> you know what I mean? It just seems, it seems a little bit like, aren't I great? Read my book. Mm. But, um, yeah, maybe I do take it to extremes. Maybe that's. I mean, maybe we see things differently in that regard of like a, a nagging kind of partner mm. or something like that. But actually, I mean, you shouldn't just be nagging all the time anyway, mm. regardless of I think, who's doing it. I think my my kind of view on it, um, I agree with a lot of the things you've said in terms yeah. of um, some of it's outdated, some yeah. of it's like it's like maybe the solution to the issue is not what he's suggesting. Maybe it's the other thing. Maybe it's the person needs to just not be like that as mm -hmm. opposed to the other person accommodating that. So I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, um, but I don't look at it as, okay, this is like super extreme. I just look at it as like everyday thing. Like it's just an everyday normal. These are just two people. So it's not, it's not, it's not a like uh, unusual concept for me to imagine a woman saying to a man, Oh, we're going to be late. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, like you should have like looked it up earlier. Just something like that or whatever. Just making like comments that are just not really helping the situation. Yeah. But it's not I don't look at her as like a particularly malicious person or anything. I just right, think yeah. that she's just negging. Yeah, she's just slightly and uh, she's annoyed and instead of just like letting it be she's and prodding him. Yeah, <laughs> she's just like making him and he's obviously annoyed because he wants to be the, there. Yeah, the he's not deliberately just giving it a little dig with the <laughs> Yeah, and it's like he's not deliberately yeah. late. I don't think the guy would be deliberately late in that situation. I don't think he's like, oh, I just don't care, so I'm just gonna freestyle it. Right. And if it, like, I think he wants to be there on time. Yeah. He's obviously made a mistake. Maybe uh -huh. next time he wouldn't have done this, but he he can learn that himself. Yeah. I feel like he doesn't need somebody to say you've done this, made this mistake, because that's the type of thing that will make the guy just not even want to go nowhere again. So I will forget. <laughs> it. <laughs> Put it into a tree, rather. Yeah. But no, I think um, no, I, I see what you're saying. But I'm pretty sure part of the the concept was it's better for her to sit there and say nothing and either get lost or be late, that kind of concept, mm. than to have ever sort of dare correct the man sitting next to her, you know. And, I, and believe me, I'm not, I don't give a shit about any of this this whatever f feminism stuff that I, you know. I think everyone is different 
men, you know, everyone has their own different personality and fit, different levels of intelligence, sensi- sensibility mm. and sensitivity and all these different kind of things. But it just seemed a little bit absurd to me to... Because to me, it's not logical. As a man, it's not logical for me to want to get... to be late or get lost. Yeah, you don't want to be so late if or if I'm truly lost. someone who looks for solutions and the solution is my wife saying, oh, we... Now, maybe the difference is if you said... Now, if she's saying... We should have took that turning back there. Free now that's bu- that's bullshit. Like that's in the past. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's like stuff. Like, yeah. All right, yeah. And you're sitting there like, okay. I'll oh, see. Now we're going to be like, she didn't take that. I mean, now we're getting to like. But if she says, if the concept, and I think maybe that's maybe I've got it wrong. Maybe the, that is the concept rather than we need to take a left up ahead. And you're like, no, it's over. The- yeah. If she has the answer, then that's that's. See, then like, it should be if you yeah, are masculine and you're a male, you should be looking for the solution. But if it's something mm-hmm. that she's dwelling on that you missed. Five minutes ago, and now he's going making it a big ordeal. Then, or yeah, what if she hasn't got any solutions, or what she's really doing is just adding to the annoying situation? So that's the I think that's what I'm reading it as. I'm reading it as she hasn't really got any way to fix this solution. Mm-hmm. She's just letting you know that you're fucking up, and that's the thing. It's like, all right, I'm fucking up, but like you're not helping me. Just yeah. relax and let me work it out. I think that's more of a that's a negative person issue. Mm. Rather than a, than a, than a, a solely female issue. Yeah, it's definitely not. Uh, yeah, yeah that's and I think maybe because mm. it may be more occurring in females because of the difference in emotional scale, tend to be more maybe towards sometimes negativity and that kind of thing, possibly. Mm. But um, yeah, to me, that's just that's a car. I see what I wouldn't want to be sitting in the back of that car. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can say. Mm. It's not a situation yeah. I'd want to be in. Hey. Do you remember the knight in shining armor story? Yeah. So, do you want to say it or shall I no, give you've got, a brief? You, you'll remember it much better than I do. But um, I remember the concept, but yeah, yeah when you explain it, I remember so the concept. There's a knight in shining armor. He's in the countryside. He hears a damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. He goes to the damsel in distress. He sees a dragon threatening to eat her. Mm-hmm. So, he pulls his sword out, slays a dragon. She's really happy and appreciates him. They get married. Later on, there's another dragon. He goes to pull out his sword to slay it. She tells him, use your noose. Don't use the sword. Mm -hmm. So he uses the noose. Then he kills the dragon. He doesn't feel as good about it, but they just carry on with their life. The time after that, he goes to use his sword. Then he hesitates. Then he goes to use his noose. Then she says, use the poison. Mm -hmm. So he uses the poison. Again, he doesn't feel that great about the situation. He does kill the dragon. They carry on. One day... He's in the countryside again. His wife's at home and he hears another damsel in distress. He runs to her need and then slays the dragon. Mm-hmm. This new woman is really happy that he slayed the dragon and she never said anything about a noose or a <laughs> or poison and she doesn't know anything about those things. Nice sword. <laughs> yeah. So he divorces the first one and stays with the second one. That's basically what I think happens in the story. Yeah. But what do you think about that? Well, I'm sure doesn't he get some kind of injury as well because of the hesitation or not? Does he does something he get like that? Bitten or loses a limb or some kind of? I'm not actually sure. I can't remember the ins and outs. But it's implied whatever. that it's it like, sucks. Yeah, for well, him. again, I mean, part of it is that if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, kind of thing, oh. and stop, and maybe stop messing, and and maybe it's the, yeah, like the nagging, less lack of appreciation, um, possibly changing the the man. 
from what he was when he was functional and uh, like effective and kind of uh, potent to now making him maybe a bit. And I know it, it it does happen. I think it is inevitable in, in relationships to a certain degree, maybe to, like you said, get lost for a while mm. um, before you kind of can get yourself back on track. But this is basically, and he's saying as well, pretty much don't, yeah, because he'll just, if you keep pushing him, he will go where he's appreciated. Yeah. Really. I mean, it's true to a degree, but I think probably anyone would. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyone. But it's probable that it's more likely this way around, as in, as the story is described. Mm. Um, again, compared to today, this is like, I don't, I don't think anyone probably under our age would take it or under, say less than 35, 30 would probably get through it without seeing the maybe the absurdity of it or mm. the or the towel of like the damsel in distress or whatever. Mm. Yeah, they'll just be offended straight away. How dare you assume yeah, probably, but, that um, she needs saving? She has her own sword. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a noose and poison, so yeah. <laughs> she'll be all right. But um, yeah, I can I can see the. I think maybe what it is that I. I look at it from a personal perspective for change that I think, yeah, if, if something is working for someone and, they, and they, you know, that what they do is, is good, I don't see why you'd necessarily want to change that. Mm. But I think personally, male or, male or female, whatever, you, you, you have to be in your life ready to change and adapt mm. because otherwise you're just going to keep, you know, there's going to be bends in the road. You can't just keep driving straight forward. Mm. You will hit a tree. You're going to have to, yeah. you know, change your course according to what happens and everything. So maybe I look, maybe the problem is sometimes I look at it too introspectively or too, you know, in, in, in regards to the self and larger than the situation being described. Mm. But, um, yeah, I don't see why if someone what someone's doing is is working and they're a good person, why you'd necessarily want to change that. Maybe it's because I'm a man, I don't understand that principle, yeah. that concept. And I think what the sentiment of it is mm. is that by offering this help, like suggesting using the noose, yeah. suggesting using the poison, yeah, she has weakened the man, and now Confused he's he, him. yeah he now yeah. he doubts his own abilities. Uh-huh. He doesn't have the confidence that he would have had or what he initially had before meeting her. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like this whole thing about losing yourself in a relationship. It's like you, you have a certain way and that was the way that you were that attracted the woman in the first place. Yep. But as you conform to the parameters of this person's personality or something like yeah. that, yeah, you end up not being the same way. And sometimes it's for the best. But also yeah, sometimes maybe. you lose certain, like a certain spark that you had, a certain independence or a certain, I don't yeah. know, something yeah. about yourself. No, it's, it's true. I think you should, um, you should, I think you should just look to improve. Mm. And the improvement has to initially start with yourself. And then when you improve and you're more positive, it can only s- spread outwards. Yeah. You know, so... Again, there's, uh, there's aspects of it that I agree with and aspects... But not in its entirety. I don't. But mm. I think, yeah, I think someone shouldn't be with their partner 
deliberately trying to muddle, confuse, change them, make them conform to mm. what, again, it, what was the concept it came up with, expecting someone to to be what you, how how oh, you would be, yeah. you know, that kind of concept. I think mm. that's, that's... Giving them what you want rather than what Yeah, that's they it, need. what you want mm. rather, yeah, or, yeah. Something like that. It comes back to that as well, I think. But um, no, it's quite a, a funny example. Mm. I think maybe, possibly, would a woman find a book more interesting than a man or not? I think it was written for women, yeah. if I'm if I'm not mistaken, because especially the way it's structured, where at least a quarter of it, where it just is kind of just saying men need to be better, <laughs> and so I think it was written for women. Yeah, I don't know. That's why that's the impression I get from it. Mm. But um, as you say, there is value in it. This is another quote. Some couples fight all the time and gradually their love dies. On the other hand, some couples suppress their honest feelings in order to avoid conflict and not argue. Mm -hmm. But as a result of suppressing their negative feelings, they lose touch with their loving feelings as well. Yeah, it it would happen, I imagine. Mm. I know somebody who he was with his missus for... Maybe like 10 years, something like that. Yeah. And they never argued, ever. But then they just broke up. And it just <laughs> seemed so out of the blue. It's like, you lot yeah. never argue. But I think that's what happened in there, where they probably just both suppressed anything that would make them argue, which in turn made them just not even love each other anymore because the passion wasn't there. Yeah, because surely, again, you someone, at least one person there is not telling the truth. Mm. You're pissed off with something because you yeah. can't. I, I don't see how you could be happy all the time, every day, especially if you live with someone in in you know in close proximity. Maybe you do have kids as well, which is like mm. you know you were you were spinning one plate, now you're spinning like three, mm. four. But yeah, I would agree. It's it's not. I don't think it is good to suppress an emotion and any emotion like that. It's you can't dwell on it. And like you, like you said about like kind of the nagging thing, you can't keep doubling down, and and all you see is the negative, and all, because that is, um, yeah, that is quite a dangerous spiral, mm. as well. But if I, I I'll have, uh, not not really huge arguments with my wife, but we we disagree on things, and mostly I think you might argue about probably the kids or something like that, or you, you know, you, like as parents, I think it's important to kind of, you know toe the line with each other and be on the same page with certain yeah. things even if you even if you i think if you think that your partner isn't right about something don't don't show weakness in front of the kids mm. you know what i mean because you're just gonna get you're gonna get shit from there on in because mm. they will start to play one off the other and um but just in general with like normal disagreements i don't see a problem with having an argument or mm. Clearing the air, so to speak. Yeah. It just doesn't seem, I don't know, it doesn't seem human not to. Mm. I think from that quote, it would imply that it's healthy to argue. And I mm. think I do agree with that anyway, because yeah. even when it's not in a relationship, even when it's like mates or something, yeah, a lot of the time when you get angry or when you, it's like something had to be said. There was something that was like mm. going on that needed addressing. Festering. And, yeah, and mm. hopefully once you address it, it just irons it out. There's like it just is what it is. I suppose that's the test of the relationship, isn't it? Mm. If the relationship is truly worthwhile and beneficial to both parties, then it you will survive mm. arguments. Yeah. 
you know. Yeah, I, I think, anyway. I think so as well. And I think there's a reason why we feel these emotions, and maybe it's a thing where you're in the wrong. Like, let's say there's two mates. One of them starts an argument with the other one. Maybe the one who started the argument is in the wrong, mm. but it still needed to be voiced so that the other person could say, "Hold on a minute, yeah, you, you're in the wrong way." And love and all these things in it, and then they can actually look at it and be like, "Actually, I am being a bit silly here." Yeah, and they may be a little bit defensive mm. and don't re- don't maybe don't uh, admit it at that time, but mm. then you can maybe process it. Yeah, rather your, than at your just leisure, festering, yeah, in your cave, and then uh, <laughs> come to terms with it, and then emerge yeah. again. You know what I mean? So yeah, because sometimes if you don't address these things, you're only ever hearing one side of it, so yeah. you just think you're right, and you just keep on saying it in your head, and mm-hmm. it just keeps on getting worse and worse and worse. But maybe if you heard the other side of it, you'd realize that you was wrong. You 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 doubled down on a stance that was incorrect from the beginning. You saw something wrong that was maybe you took something a certain way that really had nothing to do with you mm-hmm. something along them lines yeah and yeah so i think arguing is a good thing you just need to try and be respectful whilst still getting your point across because yeah. it's and easy I, to I, just i don't mean in. insulting i don't mean yeah. like arguing like you would someone no. if you were pissed mm. in the pub and like someone wanted to fight or something like that yeah. or you yeah, cursing like each that. other out in traffic. You mm. know what I mean? I'm not talking like uh, mm. insulting way, but in in terms of well, in a something sort of constructive, mm. which then yeah clears the air and moves the relationship in a stronger, more sort of like productive path. Then mm. yeah, I, I don't see a problem with it to be honest. Yeah, me neither. There's a concept called the four F's people use to avoid getting hurt in arguments. Mm-hmm. One is fight. The best defense is a strong offense. When the other person backs down, they assume they've won, but really they've lost. Mm -hmm. The second one is flight. To avoid confrontation, they refuse to talk and nothing gets resolved. This is passive aggressive and an indirect way of hurting your partner. The third one is fake. This person pretends that there is no problem, but over time becomes increasingly more resentful and this resentfulness blocks the natural expression of love. And the final one is fold. Rather than argue, this person just gives in but gradually loses themselves. Eventually they resent having to change themselves, having to lose themselves. Yeah. So the four again is fight, flight, fake or fold. And also at the end it says none of these tactics actually work. Do you agree with that? Or? Well, I can see the the different mindsets behind them. To fight is sort of denial. Um, and if you deny something, which probably you know to be true, then maybe you can try and push the hurt you have to feel mm. to accept that truth down the road. Yeah. You know, um, flight-wise would be more probably due to like, yeah, just avoiding conflict, slight cowardice kind of thing, you know, rather than accept the fact that, I don't know, maybe you will break up or maybe you will be apart for a while or you will get upset or feel upset if you say these things or your partner may get upset if you see it. So flight and avoidance may be a way. Um, what was it, fake? Um, I'm sure there's people that 
they do it, but it, mu- it must be like an incredible amount of pressure to be fake. Uh, like you said, it's like it's like not arguing at all. Is is to be act fake, like things it? are all good. I yeah, think that's uh, something that's that's um, like a that's got to be like a pressure cooker though to be mm. that way. You must be just be boiling all the t- after a while, just ready to just explode. I would think. I think that's that that stereotypical olden day mum who just puts <laughs> up with her husband's shit for like all the years and just never says anything. Yeah, I mean, they did a lot of the mm. time, and I, I'm just, people still do now. Mm. You know, but not not to that extent that they used to. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I suppose yeah, it was common. Yeah, and then the fourth say. one was fold, where you just you give in, but you end up losing yourself. I think it's very similar to fake, to be honest. Well, but the fold thing is probably more like the example of the knight who's accepting the fact that he has to be, you know, lose himself, be changed, be mm. miserable, be less effective, less less kind of um, virile and potent and and kind of natural, mm. and then end up. Avoiding by, you know, moving on to pastures new. Yeah, I, I can agree with them. Mm. Yeah, I can agree yeah. with them. And do you agree that none of them are good solutions to avoid getting hurt? Not for you, no. Mm. Not for yeah. you. I think if you're doing it, if for the other person, they probably won't even realize because mm. everything you're doing is is hiding the truth from them. So they may not even something that you can do to address a situation. You know, to nip it in the bud. It's like Jordan Peterson's example with the dragon. Yeah. You know, it's the size of a cat mm. and the size of a couch and then the size, of, and the mm. next thing you know, it's walking down the street with a house on its back mm. because no one accepted the fact that the boy was saying there's a dragon in the house. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't listen to him. They didn't believe him mm. until the house was being walked down the road <laughs> by the dragon. Yeah. And when they addressed it, it shrunk back down to the size of a cat. Mm. So, yeah, it's very it's deep in its in its meaning, mm. and it goes beyond just uh, you know the spousal dynamic. But yeah. I'd agree with that mm. with that statement. Yeah. But a final point on those things: it says the solution is to practice communicating with increased understanding for the opposite sex. Yeah, but again, I think after the initial stages, you have to be more specific to your partner. Their sort of unique identity. That was the last one I'm going to read. Is there any quotes that stood out to you? To be honest, you covered pretty much everything that I... There are some good things I think you can take from it about being direct, um, speaking clearly. Mm. To be honest, they're they're quite similar to the 12 rules rules for life. <clears throat> Maybe Peterson must have read this back in the day and drew Maybe. some inspiration, but you could probably go back thirty years before mm. that and find some of the. Um, yeah, I don't know. There was a the, the last chapter. There was a, a an interesting sort of percentage he put on it that the ninety ten percent principle that ninety percent of upset is from the past and ten percent is from the present, mm. which I think is could be true. Yeah, to an extent, but then again, I don't think it is specific to uh, male-female no. romantic relationships. Mm. I think that's a that's a personal issue that you have to do. I agree with it. It's a mm. personal issue that you probably have to deal with. There's certain things you have to get in order. I think as a person and a state you have to be in with yourself of acceptance, uh, happiness with yourself, and maybe positivity. 
for you to even be deemed worthy of being in a relationship mm. by the opposite sex. Yeah. Um, which, again, the, the book for me has its uses. Mm. Um, it, I think it is definitely more like a, f- a feminine, a more sensitive mm. uh, subject matter and material because I'm. I think so. A lot of it would wouldn't matter to men mm. at all, mm. you know. And I think if you're if you're married already with kids and stuff, the book is already. I mean, you you have a happier relationship, but for men, I think their big idea about wanting to know secrets is in the pursuit of a new mm. romance or mm. their when they're younger. Mm. You know, after that, I don't really think they're gonna. Yeah, I think this is more like about. once you've once you've found yourself in a situation where you're committed to a woman mm. as a man, how do you navigate it? Without just getting annoyed and just saying forget this, <laughs> I but think that's what it's trying to. Say. That's the only message really is sending to yeah, men. It, it, yeah, it does, other than it and it somewhat says it to women as well. Like, okay, now you're with this guy. Mm. How do you like? Because he's not gonna be like how you are, and no. No. you're gonna have to like find a way of understanding and rationalizing. The things he's doing and saying, mm-hmm. and taking the emotion out of it. Yeah, and with men, they're trying to say put the emotion in into it. Yeah, something along sure. those lines. Yeah, but like I said, it probably I, I'd say is it if, is it worth a read? I'd say maybe yeah, there's a lot. It wouldn't be something I would necessarily w- would have picked up. And mm. and I think the the reason why I'd say it is worth a read um, yeah. is because. It's a best-selling book that mm-hmm. has sold a lot and it's an older book from like a time past where... Yeah, it has that interesting kind of... Society has yeah. changed since yeah. then and it's just interesting to know what was... Because this was a very popular book. Like yeah. it was very... Yeah, at, know, in its time, know. He, this guy, he travelled the world like talking about his book. Yeah. That's how popular it was. So... um yeah, it's it's just it's very interesting, and some of the concepts have remained mm-hmm. throughout time. Yeah, even though now we're living in a more neutral kind of existence where men and women both work, men and women both yeah have they could easily do the same things in in families apart from the physical elements. Obviously, there's certain things that a man's always going to be the first line of defense in terms of protection, but. Yeah, things like income. That's not how it was when he wrote this. No, no. So it's, it is what it is. Um, and think so. Things have changed, but some things have stayed the same. And yeah, I think it's worth a read. Yeah, if someone brings it up, me say, yeah, I've read that. Yeah, <laughs> just to just because it's a popular phrase as well. Mm. So it's good to see some of the history behind it. Yeah, the books I I get the most enjoyment from are more like practical. What can I do myself? So I, there's some things that are similar to this that I've read that I've really liked, but they're less focused around gender. So a book that I've read that's similar to this, yeah, in terms of talking about communication skills and that sort of stuff is um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Mm-hmm. That's a really good book, but it doesn't focus on men and women dynamics. It focuses more on interactions. So you can read it as a man or a woman yeah. and get the same value from it. Yeah. So I think that book's better than this book. But 
this book is interesting. So yeah, yeah, I thought it was a good I'd read. Say so yeah, yeah, but it's just a bit difficult to get through some of the more tedious parts of it. Yeah, the tedium anyway. comes from the repetitiveness mm. of it, but yeah, it's, it's it's worth picking up, giving mm. it a once over. Will I go back to it like you? No, mm. <laughs> I don't know if I'll read it again after this. No, maybe if a long time has passed and yeah. I feel like I need to. What's that story with a knight again? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need to refresh my one? mind on some of the ideas. <laughs> yeah. But I think the value that I got from it, the positive stuff from it. I think will stay with me. So, yeah, I don't know if it's worth reading multiple times. As I say, this is my third time reading it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's my feel of it, really. Especially yeah. having the discussion where, as well where we've deep-dived into it. It's yeah. like, I think that's probably my feel of this book. But, yeah, to, to the audience, I think it's worth reading. If you're in some sort of situation where you feel like you just don't understand your partner and they just don't understand oh, yeah, you... Give it a read, yeah. Yeah, it's Definitely. worth reading. Yeah, or even if you're someone who's looking for it may help you get that one little gem from there that works and mm. sees how you're doing things, something you can do differently that will have a, a big effect on your, you know, your ability to find a relationship or whatever. So yeah. Give it a go, yeah. 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 But anyway, man, thank you for reading the book and giving me your opinions on it. It's oh, you're been welcome. another great More than welcome. book review. Yep. I'm not sure what we're going to read next, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. Okay. I'll leave it up to you. All right, you cool. Pick. <laughs> um, but yeah that's a wrap thank you to the audience and um, yeah check out the book the links will be in the description and that's it yep yeah 1p 2p 5p 10p 20p 50p change don't annoy me 1 pound 2 pound 5 pound 10 pound 20 pound 50 pound these are my employees yeah I just make Elizabeth work I just make Elizabeth work yeah I just make Elizabeth work, I just make Elizabeth work, work, work. Where my money at? Let me dial up management. Who's going in and who the fuck's panicking? Who's maybe and who the fuck lost P? If I fire man, that could be costly. You know, I always make the pattern run properly. I got white money and it talks cockney. I got black money and it talks patwa. Why the fuck would I want my money stacked up? I see money, I can't let it be statue. I'm an entrepreneur in a tracksuit. When your money works hard, you don't have to. She got dank body and it's all natural. But I'm still only trying to get the peas, bitch. You got dead pee, hit it with the D fridge. It's a game full of snakes and leeches. Damn Fuck right. school, they ain't never gonna teach this. Never. Fuck broke, I'd rather turn evil. Uh, when I'm hungry, uh, you be looking uh, like treacle. Give me tunnel vision on my prey like eagle. I got a pit in the whip looking regal. Just in case I ever got a ducker man down. Dealing with the penny, same way I do pounds. Dealing with the pounds, same way I do racks. Aiming for a billion, I ain't going back. When I hit the club, it's return of the Mac. I'm looking for a hustler, 30 collab. Trap queen title, where you worthy of that? There's a lot of hot chicks, but I'm never that gas. I don't know love, only know about cash. I know about economy, I know about tax. I wanna dominate, not race with the rats. Look, I can't hear shit if it ain't about. 1p, 2p, 5p, 10p, 20p, 50p. Change don't annoy me. 1 pound, 2 pound, 5 pound, 10 pound, 20 pound, 50 pound. These are my employees, yeah. I just make Elizabeth work. I just make Elizabeth work, yeah. I just make Elizabeth work. I just make Elizabeth work, work, work.